This is Gemarring Subis Daf Kof Aleph. A good tavach, a good tamayid. Apologies on the lateness of this year. Mir Tzashem will be getting this year up and the next year up so that before Yantif people could at least catch up. So says the Mishnah on the bottom of Kofam and Base. A Mishnah that in truth we've dealt with numerous times. And by way, by that I mean that the list that we're about to see, Mimeenes, Ashniya, and Eilenes, this is a list that we've dealt with already in the Gemarni of Amis. And let's get to it. So says the Mishnah, Hamim Enes, a woman that does Mion Mion is, that when a Ketana gets married off by her father, by her brother, by her mother perhaps, then what happens? Does she have to stay married to the man? And the answer is no. Then when she becomes a Gedela, she's allowed to walk out of the marriage. That is called Mion. So if a girl does Mion Hashniya, if someone marries someone who's a Shniel Arayis, a second tier Arayis, which Midra Raisa or Mutter, but Midra Banan, they're forbidden. The Islandist, someone who's married to an Islandist, a woman who's incapable, incapable of having children, Ain Lahan Iksuba. These three categories of women do not receive Iksuba. Similarly, Vlopay Rais, they do not receive the Pay Rais. They don't receive support. And they don't receive the worn out garments. However, the continues the Mishnah that in Mitzchila Nisa L'Shem Eilonis. If a man knows that this woman is an Eilonis, if a man knows that she's incapable of having children and she, he still marries her, Yej La Ksuba, in such a scenario, she does get a Ksuba. And concludes the Mishnah, Almana Lekain Gadol. And Almarna that is married to Kain Gadol, which of course is a forbidden union, or a woman that is a divorcee, or did Chalitza is married to Kain Hadiyat, which is as well forbidden, or a Mamzer, a girl who's a Mamzer, a Nesina, or the Yisrael, different, different Psulim of Yichos, in which they are forbidden to marry even a Yisrael, or Bas Yisrael, a Nesina, a Mamzer, the halacha is Yeshlam Ksuba. So we have two halves of the Mishnah. In the first half of the Mishnah, the halacha was, no Ksuba. The end of the Mishnah, Amana the Kohen Gadol, etc., Yeshlam Ksuba. So begins the Gemara and says the Gemara, Rav Tani, Rav learned, Ketani Yitzhi Begat, Einla Ksuba. Vakoshkin Mimanes, our Mishnah focused on Mion, which we said is the way that a Ketana annuls and gets out of a marriage. But says Rav, and this is going to be a machlik, is Rav and Shmuel, what is the status of a ketano that does mion, excuse me, that does get mion, she just walks out of the marriage. But what if the ketano receives a bona fide get? So says Rav, she is the same as one who does mion in the Mishnah, and she does not receive her ksuba. Ushmuel, Tani, Shmueler, no. Mimaenes, ain't la ksuba. Says Shmuel, the din of the Mishnah was precise. Only a woman that does Mion does not receive her Ksuba. But if a girl, a Kitana, leaves with a Get, she has a Ksuba. So Machlech is Rav and Shmuel, what is the status of a Kitana who gets divorced via a Get? And explains the Gemara four lines to the bottom, Buzzle Shmuel at And Shmuel is going according to his own reasoning, Dhamma Shmuel, and S. Ain la ksuba. Says Shmuel, a woman that does meon does not receive a ksuba. Yaisa beget, yesh la ksuba. But if she leaves the get, she does get a ksuba. 
And it similarly continues his price, so that's of course how Shmuel is, according to his reasoning. Because just like Shmuel a moment ago taught us that if she leaves the gat, she gets a ksu. But the price says the same. But now the price continues. Similarly, if a girl does mion, her brothers are still allowed to marry. And similarly, if she does mion, and as we've learned many times, mion is a miraculous invention, that what does it do? It undoes the marriage. And therefore, she's still allowed to marry a kayin, even though she theoretically was married. But Mion says this marriage is all null and avoid, and therefore she can continue marrying the kayin. Similarly, was the first case, she's allowed to marry your first husband's brothers. I normally, you're not allowed to. If one gets divorced, you can't marry the wife's brothers. Over here, you are allowed to, because the Mion undoes all marriage. Whereas, continue Shmuel, it's a big get. And but if one gets divorced, then they cannot marry the brothers nor to a kain. Continue Shmuel another case. Allah we've learned many times that if one gets divorced and remarried, you now get remarried for three months. Similarly, if a husband dies, because we have to make sure that she was not pregnant from the first husband. But if one does mean they're allowed to, and the bottom Rashi speaks out the Yisai that we just said, on the last line of Rashi, Rashi says, that what does mean do? It uproots the Nisuin from the beginning. In this case, you would not have to wait. We turn over to today's daf, daf kofalav amin alif, Whereas Yitzhak begat, that was Mion, but if someone gets divorced with a Gat, Shrikal Amtin, Kimu Khadash. Says the Gemara, my Kamashman. What is, excuse me, one second, let's get back our page, here it is. Says the Gemara, my Kamashman. What is the Khidish of this Braisa? Tani Nukulu. We already learned them all in the Mishnah. Hamiman is Bish. Humata Bakravaisa, Vimutaris Bakravav. Vlaipas the Minakuna. Nasla get, whereas if someone leaves their husband via get, who also bekrayv aisel, yes, you bekrayv of, you are also to the brothers. And do pasam and akuna, and do shiklam dinkim achadashim. So we see the three categories of dinim that we just said, differentiating mian from get is an explicit raisa. Excuse me, the last line I read incorrectly. Answers the Gemara. The last case of whether one who does mian has to wait three months. That was not explicit in this Mishnah that we just quoted. And therefore, says the Gemara, that is the Chiddush of our Braisa. So now, suggest the Gemara, eight lines down, the first one line is Lay in Kavalaf Amr Aleph, Lema Kitanoi. Let's say this Machlech is Rav in Shmuel, that Shmuel says that a Kitana that gets a Gad indeed gets a Ksuba. Rav says no, there's no difference Gad, there's no different Mia, neither of them gets a Ksuba. So suggest the Gemara, Lema Kitanoi. Let's say this Machlekes Ravin Shmuel is in reality a previous Machlekes Tanoi. And as we've spoken on many times, that's not a good thing. We never want to find a Marayim arguing the same way that Tanayim argued. So whenever we find a precedent that is a previous Machlekes Tanoi, 
That's a kasha. And that's always why the Gemara tries to answer it up. So says the Gemara over here, Lema Ketanoi, Rav Lazar Aimer, Ein Maise Ketana Klom, the actions of a minor are nothing. Vein Balei Zakov Im and her husband does not get her findings. Loma Isi Yodah, nor her earnings. Loba Faris Tadareha, and the husband is not made for Nadar. Vein Oyar, she doesn't narrow to Vein Ametamala, and he does not. Become tamitur if he's a kain. Klalo shall davar says Rav Lazar ainai keishter lechal davar. Says Rav Lazar, the klal is the marriage of a minor is ainai keishter. It's nothing. Ella shesvichamim. There's one detail that when this minor is married to a man is considered a marriage to the fact that if she wants to leave, she has to do me. And of course. She doesn't do me, and then she stays with this man, and she becomes a gedayla. Then, of course, it is a full-fledged marriage. But in the current state, says Rav Lazar, and as the Gemara is in his weekend, in a moment, they sound just like Rav, that there is no form of marriage at all. And the obvious extension would be that if she would leave with a get, it would be the same thing. There's no marriage at all, and therefore she would never get a ksuba. Rabbi Yeshua Aimer says, Rabbi Yeshua, no, my sekitanic clone, the actions of a minor are significant. Obala Zaikim Bizas Lazmin gets her findings of Maisiyoda and her earnings of her Sidra and he made for an Adarim. But Yarsha inherits her Metamala and he becomes Hamitar. Klolo Shaldavar says of Yeshua, you know what the rule is about a Kitano? Harehi Keishtel Khaldavar. She's as if a full fledged wife. Hello. So what's the one detail that's unique about a Kitano? The one detail that is unique about a Kitano is that she leaves with Mion. So suggest the Gemara, like we just spoke, Rav Rav that says, whether there's get, whether there's Mion, there's no Ksuba, just like Rav Lazar is showing us that the marriage of the Kitana is nothing. And Shmuel who said that if in reality there's a get, then there's going to be a Ksuba, seemingly that's like Rav Yeshua, that holds that this Kitana is considered married. Answers the Gemara, no, this is not a previous Machlekes Tanayim. Ali, but the Rav Lazar calling Amalei Pligi. There's no machlek. It's according to Rav Lazar. Everyone could concur with the din of Rav Lazar that ain't ma'isik ketana klum, which of course fits with Rav beautifully. But keep Pligi, Ali, with the Rav Yeshua. The argument is, could they both concur with Rav Yeshua, who said that the actions of the ketana are significant? So Shmuel, Rav Yeshua. Shmuel fits perfectly, because what did Shmuel teach us? Shmuel taught us explicitly that there would be a Ksuba, stuff fits beautifully with Rav Yeshua. Rav, I can look on Rav Yeshua. When did Rav Yeshua say his din? That, did, that the actions of a Ketana are significant. The whole list in the Raisa were from her to him. Her findings, her earnings. Her status in relation to her husband, that's when Rabbi Yeshua said that there's some significance. But, but when it's going the other way, does the husband have to give her the ksuba? Lo, says Rav, no, that would not be this scenario. So the Gemara tried to suggest that this machlaikis that we started off today between Rav and Shmuel, with regards to the status of a katana, if she got a full-fledged get, the Rav said she did not get a ksuba, and Shmuel said she does, if that would indeed be Rav like Rav Lazar and Shmuel like Rav Yeshua, and the Gemara says, no. We continue, and the Mishnah continued, that, what is the halacha, that she does not get the blois, she does not get, that any of these three cases in the beginning of the Mishnah, whether it's case of Mion, whether it's case of Shneas Larayas, whether it's case of Islandis, these girls do not get blois, the worn out clothing. 
The din in the Mishnah, that the girl, this woman does not get blois, this secondary level of arayis, this islandness, or this girl who does me and does not get blois, that's only referring to the blois, the worn out clothing, that came from nechsi malog. let's remind yourself of properties in which we either not brought into the marriage, or she inherited, or got after they already married, and the halacha of these items is that she, the woman, retains the actual item themselves throughout the entire marriage. The husband gets the pay rice. So says the Gemara, I understand that these three entities, she would not get the blois. Avol, but explains the Gemara further, the nixay soin barzel, soin barzel are items in which a woman brings into the marriage the rin and the ksuba, the husband pays, and has, a husband has responsibility for this piece of karka. Here he's going to get the usage of the land, but she retains the land itself. So says the Gemara. So I don't understand. It's hers. It's her entity entirely. So you can't tell me that she's not going to get blois of that. So explains the Gemara. Rabbah was wondering, on which case in the Mishnah is this din that you just told me that only applies to Nechsei Melog and Nechsei Sain Barzel? On which of the three cases in the Mishnah? And as if you're going in case number one of this Kitana that does me and to leave her marriage, if they're around, if they're extant, if at the time that she walks out of the marriage, these blois, the worn out clothing are there, she gets everything. Whether it's a look, whether it's a same barzel, it's fully hers. And if they're not here right now, then she gets nothing. So says the Gemara, this differentiation between Nixim Lug and Nixim Sain Barzal cannot refer to the case of Mian, because the case of Mian is very black and white. It undoes the marriage from the beginning. So whatever she has, she keeps. Whatever she does not have, she does not get. Both Nixim Lug and Nixim Sain Barzal. So explains the Gemara, Ella, the islandist. About 20 lines to the bottom, the first word line is Ella. It must be going on case number two of islandist. He is Nayub, says, ask the Gemara again, I don't understand. If these blayas are around, I divide these chocolates, she should get both. And he does Nayub, neither around. If Chami Bailei should have learned to order the opposite. That Nechsei Melog, Debrishu Sakaimi. Nechsei Melog, as we explained, which is really was the difficulty when we explained this, people were wondering, I'm sure. That Nechsei Melog is considered to be in her. So Islam, so that item she should get. Whereas when it comes to the Nixli Sain Barzel, the love As we explained, the Nixli Sain Barzel is not considered to be in her Rishos. So Lesla, she should not get. So ask the Gemara, I don't understand, it can't be Elinus either. Elashnias. So explains the Gemara, you know what the Mishnah must have been referring to, it must have been referring to the case. Of Shniyas Larayas, Dinim Tier 2 Arayas, which are forbidden Midrabanon. So, why does she not get these entities of Lois, a Kanturabanon, Ledida, Bididay? Uledidei, Bidida. And says the Gemara, where does the Din of the Mishnah come from? The Din of the Mishnah comes from that because this was a marriage, Be'iser, they made a Kanas, they made a Kanas, Ledida, Bididay. That she does not get that which she should have gotten from him. 
which is the Nechsei Moluk, and he has a kenas that he has to pay what he should have, what, she, what he should have kept, which is the nichsei sain barzel, and that's where the differentiation of Rav Huna Bar came from. So explains Rav Simi Bar based on what we just said. You know, we can learn out if a woman brings a shirt, a cloak, a jacket into the marriage is considered karen. And therefore, it's considered the principle of the item. And she does not, not she, excuse me. And the husband cannot use it until it becomes worn out. Ask the Gemara, we're arguing Rav Nachman, it's true, Rav Nachman holds that this coat will be called Paris, we hold it will be called Karen. Continues the Gemara about ten lines from the top, bottom of the Amir, the two dots, Ain Lahan Ksuba. That all these women do not get Ksuba, Amar Shmola, Shano Elamano Masayim. This state in the Mishnah is only the principle of the Ksuba, the hundred or two hundred. Avul Taisafes, Yesh Lahan. They all get the Taisafes Ksuba. Tanam Yahi Araya, Nash Shamr Khamelem Ksuba, Kigun Mamis Khavarisel, one who does me in all other cases. Ain Lamano Masayim, Avul Taisafes, Yesh Lahan. But they do get a Tosefes. Noshim she'amrucham yaitzis b'loi ksuba. The case of a woman that leaves without a ksuba. Kegoin oiveres al das achaveresel. Like a woman who's over al das ma'isha. And any other scenario. Ein la'en Tosefes. V'kol shkein manu masayim. And the Brisa teaches us, again, this is not the din that we're bringing this Brisa. We brought in this Brisa for part A of the Brisa, which is the case of Mion teaching us that they only don't get the Iker, the main Ksuba of one or two hundred, but they get the additional amounts that were written in. Continues the Brisa, when it comes to a woman who's Ivar al-Das, then she gets nothing. And number three is that Yotas Mishim Shem Rav, so nice to get divorced because there's a rumor about her. Now he tells Malashalif now, the Yaisi. She takes whatever is in front of her and leaves. She does not get the Ksuba. She just gets whatever Nechsim Malog that she has at the moment. And says the Gemara Messiah the Rav Huna. This end of the Bryce, again, we're on a bit of a tangent right now. We brought down the Bryce that teaches Din about Miyot. Then we brought down two other dinim. Now says the Gemara, the end of the Bryce is the right. Rav Huna, Dam Rav Huna. Zinsa, lo yifsida, lo yisels. We turn over the page, says Rav Huna. A woman that is mezaneh does not lose her worn out clothing like we just saw by the case of Maitzi Shamra. which is around. Tani, Danik Hamid, Rav Nachman, on the top line of Kaval from the base. Zinsa, yifsida, lo So Rav Nachman disagrees. Why would she lose her worn-out clothing just because she didn't have era? Why is she losing her worn-out clothing? Tani says you have to change the words in the She would not lose that which is still around. And continues the Gemara. He lines down in Mitzchila Nasa. The Mishnah taught us that if the man married this woman knowing she's an islandess. And still get married to her. Then the Allah is that she does get the Ksuba. Says Rav Huna. An island is, is, a, is a wife but not a wife. And Almana is a full-fledged wife. Explains the Gemara. That when it comes to an island is, it depends whether the husband knew originally that she was an islandist. If he knew, 
she gets her ksuba. If she does not, if he denies, she does not get a ksuba. Almana isha gemura ben iker ben lo iker ba yesh leksuba. Says the brisa. Says Rav Huna. And Almana gets leksuba in all cases. Rav Yehuda Amar that was Rav Huna. Rav Yehuda argues achazu vachazu isha ben isha. Both of these are considered parts of sometimes a wife. Heker ba yesh leksuba leker ba in leksuba. Rav Huna Rav Yehuda disagrees on Rav Huna. So I asked the Gemara on the sheet of Rav Yehuda Meisvei. Asked the Gemara, Konza Bechazkas, she came and him says she came. Someone marries a woman on the condition that she's this type of woman, and she was Yeshlik Suba. Hostamos, what's the obvious implication if someone marries an islandess without any pretenses? Ain Lok Suba. It sounds like like an islandess. If one did not have any Previous questions, you did not get a ksuba. So says the Gemara, that's a straight up kasha on Ravuna. Ravuna taught us that if you got married and you did not know whether she was or was not a almana, she would, yes, get her ksuba. But we see in this brisa, if you marry, if the Kongadu marries almana, stam, ain lo ksuba. Answers Ravuna, loy teima, stam, ain ksuba. Don't be madaik, don't infer from the brisa what you just said. If you married her with the condition that she's not, and she is an islandess, then she gets no ksuba. Avalstama amai isla shall still get the ksuba. So ask the Gemara and Ravuna, Ravuna. Interesting answer. But Aditani, she came and Ibsa she came. The fact that the Brysa said, I'm marrying her on condition that she's this type of woman, and she was. Yeshla ksuba, leshma'inan, stama, vakoshkena. The Brysa should have said, if the same din was true about stama, that there was no pre- preconceived notion she gets a ksuba, it should have learned that in the Brysa, we would have known for sure in the case that that was the, the mindset and it came true. Void and furthermore, Tani Kansa Biodua Avinimsa Biodua Yeshlik Suba. There's a price that says the soul marries a Almana knowing she, a islandess knowing that she's such and she is. She gets a Suba Kansa Stam, a Lok Suba. So a twofold question and therefore concludes the Gemara, Tiyofta de Ravuna. Tiyofta, this price is a direct contradiction to Ravuna and therefore he is refuted. And now the Gemara explains Tiyofta de Ravuna, period. The Gemara now explains, where did Rav Huna get this mistake from? He's explicit against the Braisa. So explains the Gemara, Rav Huna Rav Huna got confused from the Mishnah. Who saw Rav Huna thought, from the fact that the Mishnah differentiated in the case of Ireland, is not in the case of Almana. So Rav Huna thought that Almana stand that marries the coin. God will get Iksuba. But Valahi, it's not true. Kikatani la'amana, apluk to the islandis, kai, it's going back in the case of islandis, and both of them will have the same dinim. Hadron Allah, what a beautiful simcha, to celebrate on the yomtif of simcha, zman z'chosenu. Hadron Allah, almana nizaynis, mir t'ashem, we should do an incredible chazara on this 11th parak of Ksubis. And we dive in headstrong on the 12th parak. The end of Ksubis is already in sight. This is the second to last parak. We're about uh, less than two weeks away. Says the Mishnah. Someone marries a woman and she stipulates and she stipulates with him that she's marrying him on condition that he feeds her daughter that she had from previous marriage for five years. What's the halacha? 
Let's say within those five years they get divorced and she goes to marry someone else. She makes the same stipulation. Again, he made the stipulation. She, the second husband has to feed her. And the first husband, the first stepfather, cannot say when she comes to me, I'll feed her. He has to bring her her food. The place that she is with. They both cannot say. We'll feed her together. Two people. Why can't they say we have one obligation? So we'll support her 50-50. Nope. You have an explicit condition. So one gives her food and one gives her the value of the food. Nisais, if she goes and she gets married, this girl, then Abal, then the husband feeds her. Nisais, then Abal, and the Yarshim give the value. Mesu, if they're Nifter, but I say, Mesu, if they are Nifter, who's they? So it's going back on the two husbands, on the stepfathers. They feed her from the The children get fed from the properties that the father has, and this girl, the daughter, can go and collect even from the chasim She's like one that is owed to something, so she even go to the chasim mishubadim. Calls Mashat Imi. So the smart woman would, the smart man, excuse me, would add on. They wouldn't just write whenever I have to support your daughter for five years. They would write, calls Mashat Imi. If you're with me, then I'll support your daughter for five years. But if not, not, we'll pick it up from the Gemara and Mitzvah Shem in the next.